the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today, on Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Longing to mature in Christ drove us to the recognition that we have to actually be serious about Christ in us, the hope of glory. That our union with Christ is the key to our growth. He has to actually have residence in our soul so that he works in us the willing to do of his good pleasure. Hi there, and welcome. This is Way of Grace. Our teacher and pastor, Jessica Stan, begins a journey into honor with today's program. Throughout the week, we'll focus our time and attention on Isaiah chapter 9, verse 15, as well as 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 17. Our message is called, Called to Honor, Being Honorable People. We're defining honor today and taking a look at the act of honoring, which is a virtue itself. So won't you join us? Here's Pastor Jessica Stand with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. First Peter chapter 2, verse 17, and I am repeating that consistently because that is the theme for this year's focus and concentration God has blessed us at grace for many years for a number of reasons, but one of them is because we have, many of us who have been committed to living out God's Word, have submitted to a process of listening to God and hearing from God and and deriving from God focused themes for the year focused themes for the year. And that's what communities have to do. Communities have to know how to think the same things together. Um, We are a very atomized culture, fragmented, and everyone operates largely out of a kind of autonomy that really does not glorify God. Uh, And a local church, while every individual member of the body Doth hath its origins and existence primarily in God. There is an interdependence of the body of Christ that must not be denied. And so yearly, I ask God for a passage of Scripture relevant to the needs of our local body, upon which we can fix our minds and our thoughts and meditate on, and ask God to bring that passage to life in our soul so that we can walk in it. After all, we quote a lot of Bible verses as if we actually believe them. But you and I know that it's one thing to quote a Bible verse, and it's another thing to live it out. And what we did last year when we submitted ourselves to the apostles in the Gospel of Luke and their recognition that the Lord Jesus, who had mercifully called them into a state of honor, which is what we're about to talk about, 
Honor. That's the words you're going to hear for several weeks and months. Honor. Until that word is understood biblically, redemptively, and practically in your life. Our subject will be honor this year. Honor. And the apostles knew that they had been called to an honor, but they really didn't know how to walk in that honor. And like little children, they cried out, Lord, increase our faith. And what the disciples do teach us with all their foibles and idiosyncrasies is the sincerity of their souls in wanting to keep up with the Lord Jesus. That he was outrunning them, as he does with all of us. And they knew that they didn't have what he had. But when you're born again, you want what Jesus has. And by the way, the new birth is designed to drive you to cry to the Father, Abba, for those things that you and I know that we recognize in our souls that we don't have, that our big brother does. And so last year, we submitted ourselves to maturity, didn't we? And for those of you who took that instruction given by myself and the leadership to meditate upon, God blessed you with that, didn't he? He really did. Now, now everybody doesn't walk in the biblical truth that we share here. That's unfortunate. But that's just the nature of church. But some of us are serious about growing and serious about walking with the Lord and serious about bearing the kind of fruit that affirms our calling as true children of God. Is that not so? And so we profited by being just completely dismantled by the Spirit of God last year. Because when God's going to mature you, he's going to tear you down first. And he tore some of us down and dismantled us and showed us our weaknesses in a thousand areas. And we were glad for it. Because everyone can walk in the false notion that they are something that they are not. And we discovered that we have to be attached to the vine. Because he said it in John chapter 14, 15, verse 6 and 7, without me you can what? Nothing. And so longing to mature in Christ drove us to the recognition that we have to actually be serious about Christ in us, the hope of glory. That our union with Christ is the key to our growth. He has to actually have residence in our soul so that he works in us the willing to do of his good pleasure. Now, what we're doing this year is really no different than striving for maturity, except we're focusing on one branch. One branch. And I know that this branch that we're focusing on is going to be a challenge to every one of you who listens to me this year. I know it. Because this is the challenge that God calls all his people to. Now, some of us will do better than others of us. Some of us are already on that trajectory. A lot of us are not even close to what it means to understand honor, let alone to be honorable and to be honorable in these three areas. Honorable in how we think. Honorable in how we speak. And honorable in how we act. And I hope three to four weeks into this series... I will convince you that from Genesis to Revelation, everything in your Bible is about honor or dishonor. That every narrative, that every historical event, that every person in the biblical text that God has brought into the sacred scriptures as an example to you and I, are either people who have been called to honor and walking in honor, 
and demonstrating the honor to which they're called, or they are dishonorable people. Those are the only two categories in the Bible, honorable people and dishonorable people. Do you hear me? Honorable people and dishonorable. When, when you get this lens, when you get this framework, I promise you, you won't go anywhere in the scriptures where you won't see this paradigm. It'll be everywhere now. And you'll get a chance to ask yourself, where am I at? Am I honorable to God or dishonorable? That's where we're going to be this year, saints. And the text in front of us is just one of several that the apostles have laid out to the church. Now, contextually, contextually, what Peter is saying to the church in his day, in fact, the church in his day, demographically, is the exact same church that was the case for James. And you guys know we went through the book of James, didn't we? And James got into our business, didn't he? Where Peter does the same thing, except that what Peter is doing here is he's really calling us to a principle by which all of the practices that James called us to is to be understood. And 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17, 1 Peter 2, 17, pull it up, please. It's going to be your memory verse this year. So speak this with me. Honor all men. That's the first imperative. Honor all men. Here's the next imperative. Do you guys see it? Love the brotherhood. That's imperative number two. Imperative number three, fear God. Imperative number four, honor the king. So you can blank it off the screen right now because what we commit ourselves to do at Grace is memorize scripture, not to be parrots, but because we understand that if God graces us to lodge his word in our mind, it will actually have resident in our heart and it will shape our views, our philosophy, our ways of life, and therefore our passions and our drives and our volitions. It will have its way in your soul only if you allow the word of God to have its way in your heart. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So next week, we won't have to pull the verse up and I can go 1 Peter 2.17 and you'll be quickly ready to say, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God and honor the king. And we'll get a whole year to understand why Peter laid out that imperative as the strategy for the church to make it through a wicked world that knows little or nothing about honor, little or nothing about love. Little or nothing about the fear of God. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? So today we're going to work on the definition of honor and work on its characteristics and work on its, its application relative to the believer. Honor, by the way, is the whole pursuit of God for his creation. When you read your Bible, guess what? The Bible opens up talking about God creating the heavens and the earth. Do you know that in the creation of the heavens and the earth, as God narrates it in the Genesis narrative, that what God does is create and then honors. Create and then honors. Create and then honors. Create and then honors. Stay with me. The Genesis narrative is create and honor. And God created day one and God said it was what? Honor. Day two, honor. Day three, honor. Day four, honor. Day five, honor. Day six, he created man, the pinnacle of his creation. And God said it was what? Very good. 
Everything God created, he created for honor because it's a reflection of who he is. And he placed mankind at the pinnacle of it. Now, I am now apologetically opposing this present culture, which denies man as the supreme object of God's love and the vicar of God on the earth. I know that. You should know it too. Which means this. All men are intrinsically honored by God because he created them in his image. All men. That means if I'm thinking honorably, I have to respect the Imago Dei in every human being. I don't care if he's a fool. That means as a Christian, I don't get to talk about people like they're dogs or animals or less than what God had ordained them to be if I'm going to be honorable. Are you with me? And we're going to see the benefits and the blessings, but the discipline of this kind of thinking. Because when you are an honorable thinking person, you are now exercising a discipline of constraint. You are volitionally determining to think right. <laughs> you understand the challenge y'all got this year? Because I may assert that for a lot of us, the vast majority of our problem is that we are dishonorable in our thoughts. We don't honor God with our thoughts. We don't honor men with our thoughts. We don't even honor ourselves. I'll talk about that a little bit more down the line. I'll talk about it a little bit more down the line, but I want you to grasp honor because that's what God did in creation. And when God created everything and he said it was very good, he honored it. Because honor, as you're going to learn by definition, means to take a thing and bestow upon it a value system, a worth, a quality of being so that everybody knows it for what it really is. And when God said it was very good, God was telling us that the universe was created by him because God is the quintessential goodness, is he not? When he created mankind, he destined him for honor. Let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Let them have dominion over everything, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, everything. Let them replenish the earth. Let them fill the earth. Let them subdue the earth. Why? Because he created mankind, how? In honor. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the wonderful thing. Mankind being in honor was, was like the beast that perishes, as Psalm 49 verse 15 says, ran away from God, descended from God, fell from God, didn't he? And God in his mercy hunted him down and implemented a redemptive plan that recovered the honor that man lost. That's how good God is. God's good enough to hunt you down and snatch the fig leaves of your dishonorable self-righteousness off of you and clothe you in the coats of skin that represents his son, Jesus Christ, and restore you back to the destiny that you were determined to have in Christ before the foundation of the world. And that's the whole paradoxical struggle from Genesis to Revelation now. So that everything you read from here on out is God restoring us to honor. Are you guys with me? This is very important. This is very important. So when the Spirit of God gives Peter this imperative in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17, don't go back there again, Peter is actually aware of what God has done for him and honoring him. And we'll talk about him in a moment, how God honored him by the Lord Jesus Christ hunting Peter down. 
and bringing Peter into his fellowship and changing Peter's name from Simon to Peter and making him a rock. What an honor. And he taught Peter how to walk in this world honorably. And that's what God is teaching us, how to walk in this world honorably. How not to be like the dishonorable world. And in not being like the dishonorable world, that is a strategy for witnessing. Because when you think right and talk right and act right, a door opens for you to tell people of the hope of the calling that is in you with meekness and fear. Conversely, when we think wrong and talk wrong and act wrong, don't nobody see anything worth asking you about. That's out there. That's in your home. That's in your family. That's between you and your husband and your wife and your children and everything. This is why next week you're going to have a list. I'm going to have a list of at least 30 to 40 explicit statements in Scripture where God calls us to honor this, honor that, honor them, honor those. Are you guys hearing me? Because God has called us to honor. You'll get a chance to look at the list and ask yourself, now how many of these things do I really honor? We got work to do this year, okay? We got work to do this year. So as we make our way to our text, look at what it says again in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17, and, and you'll ask the question why I also quoted Isaiah chapter 9, 15. You're going to hear me expound that text down the line, but Isaiah chapter 9, 15 sums up in a very quaint way uh, what God means by honor versus dishonor. Peter says in verse 17 of 1 Peter chapter 2, these words, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the summation of what uh, Peter is dealing with in chapter 2 when he opens up in chapter 2, verses 1 through 17, and we will categorize these 17 verses these three ways. Verses 1 through 5 is a call to growth. 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 5 is a call to grow. Putting away malice and hypocrisy and evil speaking and all of those things that hallmark how we lived before we were born again. Let us desire the sincere milk of the word that we might what? So when I actually understand that text, to mean is that I cannot grow unless I'm desiring God's word. If I do not grow by desiring God's word, I will retain the bad habits of evil speaking, evil thinking, hypocrisy, and all of the carnal things that dominated and accompanied my old life. Hence, growth is essential for the Christian because your growth is up out of your past. And from verses 6 to 10, he not only calls us to growth, but he calls us to consecration. From growth to consecration, what do you mean? You are a holy priesthood, a royal nation. My! You are a royal nation, a holy priesthood. That's consecration, ladies and gentlemen. The priesthood was separated unto God to be a means of blessing to everybody else. That means the church of the living God, the body of Christ, believers are privileged to be separated unto God. You are nearer to God than anybody else in the world. And you have the privilege of knowing God in the depths of the mysteries of the gospel, which the whole temple sacerdotal system was about, right? And you who understand the gospel because you're drawn near to it by your communion with God are consecrated to God 
in order to operate out of the two primary offices to which God has called you, the mediatorial role of priests. Now, how am I going to honor a lost man or woman if I don't pray for them? How am I going to honor my lost son or lost daughter if I don't pray for them? You see the text? You see how it develops itself? Come out of the foolish thinking by growing in the Word of God. Drink the Word of God like babies do who hunger voraciously for God's Word because your mind doesn't change without God's Word being the agent to change it. You don't just naturally grow up in the spiritual things. There's a transformation that takes place only by the abiding, influential Word of God on the heart and the mind of the believer. And then you enter into the intimacy of communion with God, not only individually, but collectively with the body of Christ. That's the other thing. You can't grow without me. I can't grow without you. You think you can, you can't. And then the community of those who are called a royal people, who have been dignified to be brought near to God, called the family of God, called the firstborn, called the sons of God, we get to commune with God about everything that goes on in the world. What an honor. We get to call on God for lost people. We get to mediate for sick people. We get to mediate for people who are afflicted and troubled. What an honor. Now, if I'm doing that, I'm thinking right first. Is that true? And then you know what Peter says after he tells us we are a royal priesthood that have been separated unto the praise and glory of God in order to show forth his praise and glory, in order to show it forth? Because you see, God is really glorious. And his people get to manifest that glory so that others are seeking the glorious God through our communion with him. Then Peter tells us, and stop all of that foolishness. Stop doing what you used to do. And avoid entering into the calamity of this fallen world system. When he says in verse 17 that you are not to honor all men, what he means by that is make sure you separate yourself from the dishonorable behavior of the human race, which is given to politics, which is given to war, which is given to strife, which is given to argumentation, which is given over to debate which is given over to pride, machoism. It gives itself over to it being the most important thing. Are you hearing me? That's the world you live in. These are the people you talk to daily. You're not going to meet three people on any given day that if you don't give them five minutes to talk, they're filled with politics, filled with anger, filled with disagreement, filled with bitterness, filled with hostility, filled with rage, filled with blaming somebody, filled with hypocrisy. Are you hearing me? Now, what are you going to do? Are you going to conform? Are you going to collapse into it? Are you going to just immerse yourself so that you end up actually being like them? If you do, then you've lost your calling. Now you cannot be honorable because you bought into the lie. Remember Isaiah 9, 15, the ancient and the honorable, he's the what? The prophet that speaks lies, he's the what? So when you know the whole world lieth in the lap of the wicked one, and they operate out of worldviews and philosophies that are contrary to God's word, how are you thinking you're going to operate out of a place of honor when you buy into the same philosophy? It's not going to work. Am I making some sense? Right. So we are really going to press into the significance of the concept of honor and ask God to help us be honorable since he's called us to it. 
Well, time permits us to go no further. You have been listening to Way of Grace, the daily radio ministry of Grace Bible Church in Hayward, featuring our teacher and pastor, Pastor Jessica Stand. It is our prayer as we come to you daily on this broadcast that you're growing in grace, that you're growing in your love and adoration of Jesus Christ. That's the goal and the intent here at Way of Grace, that we might understand the amazing love of God in Christ. If you would like to obtain a copy of today's program, you've got a couple of ways you can do that. CDs are $5. Simply call or write to us and we'll send one to you. Or if you're internet savvy, simply stop by our website and you can download the audio file in MP3 version and that one's free. Grace-Bible.com is our website. That's Grace-Bible.com. And again, If you're willing to write to us or contact us by phone, if you would like the CD, simply do so at 510-886-9782. Again, that phone number is 510-886-9782. The address, if you're writing to us, is 22768 Main Street. That's here in Hayward. The zip code, 94541. And again, remember, the CD is $5, or simply stop by grace-bible.com and download the MP3 version for free. We would also invite you to join us for worship here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Sunday services are at 11 a.m., Sunday schools at 10 a.m. And don't forget, from a variety of churches and from all over the Bay Area, we have enjoyed a marvelous time of studying God's Word Friday evenings here at Grace Bible Church at 8 p.m. For the directions and the details, simply go to our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com, or call 510 886-9782. Also, as the Lord leads, we're able to come to you here on KFAX in part through your financial and prayerful involvement with this ministry. Now, while it's free for you to listen to, it does incur a cost on our end, and we look to the Lord for His gracious provision. And if you would like to participate in that, then please do get a hold of us. Any donation, no matter how big or small, is greatly appreciated here at Way of Grace. 510-886-9782 is our phone number. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.